Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 15. Jesus said, if, a num- if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If that member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from the one who was, who is, and who is to come, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I don't know if anybody is counting, and I kind of hope not, but I've been here as your pastor at these two congregations for about 16 months now. And in that time, the last year and a quarter, between the two congregations, we have confirmed 10 teenagers. We've had 14 adults join as new members. And each one of those people has stood in front of the congregation here over at Christ the King and affirmed their baptism. They've said, yes, I share the faith of this church. I want to be part of this community. I want to live my life as if God's promises are true. And whether it's confirmation students affirming the promises that their parents made on their behalf, or newcomers who are committing to membership as adults, the affirmation of baptism service that we do includes a time of making some promises called the baptismal covenant. So we ask, do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? And that part's important. We are not the ones initiating this relationship. God is the one always who makes the first move. God stirs up faith. God washes us in baptism. And so a covenant, baptismal covenant, covenant's kind of like a contract, except that God has already fulfilled God's part of the contract. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are claimed as a child of God. So the question in that affirmation of baptism service, do you intend to continue, is what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do in response to what God has done? How are you going to respond to God's grace? How are you going to live out your baptism this week? And so we ask, do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? Live among God's faithful people, hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, serve all people following the example of Jesus, and strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Live, hear, proclaim, serve, and strive. 
And for some of you, it's been a long time since you were asked to make those commitments. Maybe back when you were a teenager, maybe they were worded a bit differently. Others of you just joined in the last couple of months, and you made those commitments very recently. A few of you are preparing to make those commitments at the end of confirmation class. Either way, I think that these promises, these five words, these five baptismal covenant parts, are worth considering as a framework for how we follow Jesus, how we practice our faith. And so for the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at each of these promises. We're going to dig into how we live, hear, proclaim, serve, and strive together as followers of Jesus. So this week, first week, we're looking at the first one, live among God's faithful people. If I were really on top of things, I would have timed it so that our God's Work, Our Hands Day project would have fallen on the one about serving, not the one about living together. It's okay. Live among God's faithful people. When I meet with families about baptism, I start by saying that this means come to church. Bring your kid to church once you've had them baptized. Let them know that they're part of a community. But really, it's more than just coming to worship. Christian faith is a journey that we are meant to be on together. And so I'm not saying that you can't be a Christian on your own, just you and Jesus, but God intends us to be in community. If you're by yourself, you're missing out. Paul writes in that letter to the Ephesians, there is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. God gives us various gifts and unique talents. We have different backgrounds and passions and experiences, but in Christ, the whole body is joined together. We are united in baptism. We are called to grow in faith together, to support each other on the journey as members of the one body of Christ. There's this classic illustration, I have no idea if it's true or not, but there's this classic illustration where a pastor goes to visit a church member who hasn't been in worship for a while, and as they sat by the fire and talked, the man says, well, you know, there's all this disagreement in the church, and there's fighting and meetings, and the music's not really my style, and so I still believe in God. I'm just not sure I really need to be part of the church. And silently, the pastor takes the tongs there by the fire and reaches into the fire, pulls out one of the glowing hot red coals, and sets it on the hearth. And after just a few moments, the that glowing red coal turns black and dark, and it stops glowing. And then he picks it back up and puts it back in the fire, and within a few seconds, it lit up again. One of my favorite verses in Hebrews 10 says, we are to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. We are in this together. We need each other. Christ's body is a community where everyone is welcome, where there's a place for you to belong, a place where we can affirm each other's gifts, worship, and serve together. We don't always live up to this as well as we ought to, but church is a community for all generations. Where else do you go where you have nine-month-olds nine and 39-year-olds and 90-year-olds all in the same room for the same purpose? Where else do you find that in the world? Psalm 145, verse 4. One generation shall laud your works to another. 
We pass on the story. As a community, we pass on the faith to each other in community from generation to generation. Living among God's faithful people means being active in loving each other. Paul points out in Romans that, yes, it's important to do all those you shall nots. It's important not to harm each other. Do not kill, do not commit adultery, don't steal. Follow all the rest of those commandments. But not doing something is not yet living out love. Loving your neighbor as yourself is an active task. When you live out love to someone, when you do the things God calls you to do, when you do the action of loving each other, that fulfills the rest of the law. Everything that we are called to do to be as a Christian community is wrapped up in love. And of course, you would have to be incredibly naive to think that joining a church means you found a perfect community. God's faithful people are also people. As a mentor of mine liked to say, people can be very people-y. Over and over, the Bible tells us, love one another, because apparently it's not self-evident that that's what we're supposed to do, and we need to be reminded, love one another. It also says we should bear with one another, forgive one another, encourage each other, carry each other's burdens, pray for one another. There's a reason that during worship, we'll do this in a few minutes, we pause and we shake hands and we share God's peace with each other. It's more than just being friendly. It's this intentional moment to offer peace, to mend the brokenness, to offer forgiveness and grace to each other. And Jesus even has some instructions for when things don't go so well, when tensions come up in the body of Christ and the community of love breaks down. He says, instead of bad-mouthing the other person or trying to drag other people into a fight, go to that person directly and try to resolve it. And if that doesn't work, then bring someone else, not to gang up on them, but so there's someone else to listen to both sides, someone to mediate. Maybe having a witness or two will help toward resolution. And if that doesn't work, maybe more of the church needs to get involved out of love. And if the break is just too big, the last step, Jesus says, is to let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And that sounds pretty final, doesn't it? Sounds pretty harsh. But remember, treating someone as an outsider in Jesus' mind does not mean condemning them. It means seeing them like we see everyone else outside the church, people beloved by God, people who need to hear the good news of God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's love. Jesus went out seeking after Gentiles and tax collectors. Living among God's faithful people includes inviting others into our community. And so whenever we gather as God's people, whether it's just two or three or a whole church or a couple churches gathered together, Jesus promises to be present with us, to be here among us. The life of the Christian community has this rhythm of coming and then going, of gathering and then scattering out into the world. In baptism, we are made members of the church, made part of the body of Christ, grafted into Christ. And so we gather week after week for worship at whatever time we might find it at. We gather week after week to share the stories of faith, to encourage each other. And then we're sent out. 
We're sent out as God's people to be Jesus' hands and feet in the world. We're sent out to love our neighbors as ourselves. And this rhythm shapes our lives. The backpack tags that we'll give out in a few minutes are intended as a reminder that God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, you are part of Christ's body. You are part of this community. You can always return here to be part of God's faithful people, to live in a community of faith. And wherever you go, you represent Jesus. God works through your hands. So thank you for living out your faith in this community. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.